0: So, um, we are disappointed not to have received the judge's decision today. Walon and Chosu have already spent more than eight months in prison based on allegations of a crime they did not commit. That was the official statement late last month from Reuters after two of its journalists were sentenced to seven years in jail for allegedly possessing classified documents as they were covering the killing of 10 Rohingya Muslim men and boys in Rakhine State's Mongdor Township. We can hear more with Kevin Krolicki, Regional Editor Asia for Reuters. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Thank you. So these journalists, jailed since last December, sentenced to seven years under Act Three of the Official Secrets Act, and... um, groundbreaking investigative journalism in Myanmar is how Reuters described it. Obviously, the court took a very different view. Can you give us your version of events?
1: Yeah. So uh, I realize these um, stories can be complicated to follow at at a distance. Uh, What's important to understand here is that uh, our our two reporters – were sent to prison uh, simply for doing their, their jobs. At the time of their arrest, they had been investigating, as, as, you, as you referenced, um, a, a, a mass killing uh, in which security forces were involved. Um, their arrest, uh, as became clear at trial, was an attempt by the police to, to set them up to stop that reporting. Uh, the government has now... Has now admitted that the killing they chronicled, <clears throat> in fact, happened, and it has sentenced those who were involved uh, to prison terms. So the the verdict that we got in this case uh, last week, and <clears throat> and the reason it has reverberated in the way it has, and, and drawn the condemnation it has, is that uh, clearly what happened there was a was a threat to the rule of law, the freedom of press uh, that that democracy requires.
0: Mr. Wallone obtained photographs of the 10 Rohingya men before and after they were killed. Um, These photos, um, journalists investigating stories of this nature, how worrying is it for you as a fellow journalist when a a country takes this view of this kind of work that we see journalists carrying out around the world? Yeah. Well, the the,
1: the verdict uh, last week... Um, and, you know, as you said, uh, Wallo and Chosu were, were sentenced to seven years in prison uh, for <clears throat> a violation of the Official Secrets Act, which which goes back almost almost 100 years. And it's a colonial era law in Myanmar. Uh, there's no question that that, that verdict uh, sent a, a strong and, and chilling signal to any, any reporter uh, operating in Myanmar and And I you know that's another reason that it's uh, you know apart from the injustice of the sentence itself and our concern for for our journalists and their families, that's another reason for the world to worry about what happened there. Um, uh, it, it is it, it is a very chilling message. And unfortunately, you know would, would in the way that the verdict came down, you know provides support to those in in the, in the security forces who actively sought to cover up evidence of, of a massacre.
0: It's so sad when we think of the background. A Reuters article last December celebrated these journalists as symbolizing their country's emergence after decades of isolation. And, you know, before that, there'd been so much hope around the rise of Aung San Suu Kyi, and, and much of that hope has been dashed now, uh, destroyed even. Can you just reflect for us a little bit your thoughts on, on the direction that you feel Myanmar is now going in?
1: Well, the you know, the government of Myanmar through this process was was clear that it, you know it didn't want to be uh, it didn't want to take a position while it was before the courts, um, but now uh, the government uh, has has a responsibility and has really an opportunity to to do the right thing. Uh, to intervene here uh, and and to set Walloon well, and Chelsea free. I mean, nothing nothing will make up for the injustice of the nine months that they've been imprisoned and you know cut off from their families, unable to do their jobs. But um, that that's that's the opportunity the government has now, and that's what we want to see happen.
0: Do you have confidence at all that the big response to this, um, not just from Reuters, but everybody who's influenced by Reuters and who trusts your agency, that 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 could force a, a change by drawing the attention of foreign governments, foreign organizations, and general pressure?
1: Well, you know, I think we all, uh, we've all all drawn strength from some uh, of the beliefs uh, of Wallon and Chosu, who have been clear through the trial, and they were clear, you know, even last week as they were uh, being taken away by police after sentencing. And, you know, what they've said repeatedly is they, they believe the truth matters. They know they did nothing wrong. And the international attention on the case has been, it's been widespread, as you say. Um, governments uh, from the United States to Europe and, and and beyond, the United Nations, international human rights groups, uh, have all denounced this verdict and uh, the, the flouting of the rule of law that led to it. Um, so, you know, we, we we believe the truth matters, we believe we have a job to do, and we believe the attention is helpful
0: Speaking before of these journalists, they emerged from their sentencing with, with smiles on their faces it, it was, it seemed to me like a, just a show of defiance H- how did you read that? These are your colleagues effectively
1: Yeah well, you know, we had we'd all understood um, that that this sentence was was a possibility, a very real possibility. Um, but nothing, you know, nothing can really prepare you for for that outcome in the moment. And uh, the verdict was very hard. It was hard for the the colleagues of Wallon and Chosu, and, and you know, in, in the bureau, in our bureau, and Myanmar. hard for their friends. Many of them had gathered. In court and has attended hearings throughout, and really hard for their, their their families. I mean, both both of these men are, are uh, fathers and husbands. Both have very young daughters. Well, One has a daughter who was just born a month ago. He's not met uh, since he has been in prison. So uh, for them, it was for all of us. Let's say uh, it was this was very difficult. As, as I've said, though, I, you know, it's been remarkable the unshakable faith. Uh, that they've had the strength that they've had um, in their innocence, in their beliefs, um, and it's our shared. It's our shared belief that they did nothing wrong, that there's no evidence of trial to to convict them of to justify the conviction of uh, uh, on any crime, let alone the sentence they received. So uh, you know as I've said time and again, um, they believe in they believe in a free press and they believe in democracy, they believe ultimately justice will be served here.
0: But even aside from this case, 18 journalists are awaiting trial for upholding the right to freedom of expression according to the country's Assistance Association for Political Prisoners. How does that impact journalists going forward? I mean, you yourself, if you were asked to go and cover a story now in Myanmar, knowing that, what would you do?
1: Yeah, well... So it's important to, to recognize. In this case, uh, and Chosu had; they were arrested in December. At the time, they were investigating uh, the massacre of ten men and, and, and boys, the youngest of whom was seventeen, in, in a village called Indin. And as you said, they had they had been given photographic evidence and firsthand accounts of that killing. Uh, they were arrested, <coughs> a police officer testified at trial, that the arrest was an attempt to set them up, and, to, uh, and clearly aimed at shutting down that reporting. After they were arrested, after they were in prison, uh, the question was whether that, whether their reporting would be published. They, we, we published their story. Uh, they both strongly supported that, and, you know, we, <clears throat> we believe we have, a, we have an important job to do in, in Myanmar, as we do everywhere we operate. Uh, and to continue to tell the story, um, you know, without, without favor and partially with integrity and, 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 yeah, and fearlessly,
0: too. Fearlessly, but, I mean, honestly, do you think that will be shared, that attitude by your contemporaries, by young journalists who are coming up in the world, by seasoned pros? It's, it's easier just to avoid that country to a certain extent, even if it goes against the, the whole principles of the profession.
1: Well, you know, I I, uh, I think I, I would, uh, as a counter uh, to that uh, possibility, I would, you know, I, I would look to the dozens of young uh, journalists uh, in Myanmar who, who gathered at the trial, who turned up week after week wearing T-shirts that said journalism is not a crime, who have, uh, you know, who have reacted um, and, and shown their support for Walla Machosu after this verdict. Um uh, you know, as, as a counter to say, uh, you know, I, I think again, as Walid and Chelsea have repeatedly said, the truth matters, um, and you know, we're not we're journalists, and to quote another journalist, we're not at war here; we're just at work, uh, and and the work is important, and uh, it matters to democracy. And I think that if you know, if you, if you you've, you've been there and been on the ground and and, and seen that energy. Um, it's, uh, it's it's easy to keep the
0: faith. Thank you so much for that reassurance and for joining us today.